And then in 21, just gone, we got to 30 million, which was 63% growth year over year. That's been the trajectory. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is a familiar face. He's been on a many times. Derek O'Connell is the CEO of Austin-based retail back-office software provider called Bright Pearl. Derek's remarkable six-year turnout of Bright Pearl is now complete. He turned it from a loss-making business valued at just $8 million into a $360 million acquisition by software giant Sage, which many of you guys know. He did it, in his words, by taking staff to the valley of death and upping the charges of some low-paying clients from six grand a month to $140,000 a month. We love net dollar retention. Derek, ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Nathan. Looking forward to it. All right. So give context again real quick. What year did you join Bright Pearl? I joined 2016 in April. Okay. And you were you guys were doing 8 million in rev run rate at that point. We were 8 million quickly on our way to six. If that okay. gives you get more context. Yep, that does. Yeah, he, it, was, it was a shrinking business, put it that way. <laughs> it was a shrinking business. Yeah. Great product pointed in the wrong direction, but a shrinking business. Yep. Now then you, uh, I believe, again, you've been on a few times, but my data shows in 2019, you guys broke 12 million in revenue. So you've had the ship turned around less than 24 months later, back to a growth story. Correct. Yeah. We, we ended 2019 at 12.8. Then the next year, 2020, we went to 18 million. So that was about 39, 38% growth. And then in 21, just gone, we got to 30 million, which was 63% growth year over year. That's been the trajectory. It's fair to point out though, as you said, we've been bought by Sage. Uh, but that deal closed, uh, you know, it was signed in December, closed in January. But just before that, I closed an acquisition of my own. I bought a company called Inventory Planner that closed in August. Wait, what was it called? Inventory Planner. It's an inventory planning uh, module, very, very successful on Shopify, to over 2,000 customers. Um, but, you know, great product pointed in the wrong direction. So I wanted to roll that into the momentum we had and go to market. So we got to 30. We got to 30 million in 2021, but obviously that was combined, right? So organically, Brightboro got to 25 and a half, and then the four and a half came from the acquisition that we made. So the group got to 30 million at the end, which uh, which was which was key. Now we were obviously a very successful partner of Inventory Planner at that down, at that time. Or by what mul- what multiple did you pay for Bright Pearl back in what I guess it was November? Pay for Bright Pearl, or you oh, sorry, sorry planner? for Inventory Planner. <laughs> You do a lot of these calls. So yeah. yeah. Um, so that business is growing at 70%. Uh, when we sent in the LOI, the letter of intent, uh, we ha- we obviously had them growing at 70%. They were on revenue at 2.4. They ended the year at 4, 4.5. So, you know, they beat their plans. The multiple that we paid because uh, they were pre-scale uh, was uh, around about 3.1 times 3.1 revenue because they were subscale and they were a technology only team, great guys, great team, but really couldn't answer the question, how do I get to 10 million? How do I get it to 50 million? And that's where we came in. So it was a better together story uh, and a, a good deal for us all. Now at that time, we didn't know that we were gonna be acquired very quickly thereafter. That's that's a different story, but uh, we were very much focused on growth and getting the business to a hundred million. And that's why it was a good deal for us. 
and we'll jump into the stage deal here in a second. So you paid about three to four X multiple for this business. What that means we paid like 10 million, something like that. Uh, you can do the math. Yeah. Just over yeah. that with, um, but it was typical deal structure, you know, uh, cash and then a uh, business of that size. We needed to make sure that certain security and technical remediation uh, would be able to be in place so that it could scale if people left the business. So they were in there. So it was a, it was a deal where it was cash and then remediation. You complete that, you get the rest of the cash. But yeah, mm-hmm. three times revenue is what we paid just over. So, I mean, look, some people split cash plus earn out in all kinds of different ways. What was it, like 30%, 50% cash up front? The rest was remedial? Um, no, it was 70-30 um, oh. because the remediation okay. list was very was very small. Uh, it was it was a known, you know, it's just pretty tight, well-written code base. So, uh, yeah, 70-30. And in yep. a deal like that, you know, we want we want them to be successful as well. You know, strengthen the partnership, and we already had that sort of built with the relationship that we had to date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now prior to that, just to, because this will be important for the Sage deal, you guys even before you came in, the company had raised, I think, a total of forty million. You then raised mm-hmm. fifteen pretty quickly, right? Fifteen million when you joined. Yeah, I raised. Uh, I think I raised 15 million in the early in the first two years, and then we used that to sort of right size the ship. Uh, and then, but at the point of me joining, we did do a down round, like in terms of a revalue of of Bright Pro, we had to. And the primary driver of that was to ensure that we could top up the option pool for the employees and make sure that they all came along for the ride and every share was equal. Yeah, that, that was, was four million. So, that was four million out of eight million pre money, right? Pretty much, yeah. That was the first yeah. round. You're looking at the notes, yeah. That was yeah. the first. That was an internal round, um, and everyone had to. That's always a difficult thing to do with 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 venture capitalists. Essentially, a down round, but we did that. They were very supportive. Then we returned the business to growth. Green scores on the board with the SAS metrics that you're very familiar with. Then we did 15 million. We brought in some secondary funds. Uh, crowd called Scipio, uh, great bunch of guys out of Germany, and Verdane, uh, which was. <clears throat> another se- secondary fund. And then on top of that, we brought in a strategic investor, which was called Sage. And mm-hmm. altogether, we raised 30 million um, uh, about 14 months ago with those guys. And then we used that money to further accelerate the business, to buy Inventory Planner. And then through a, through a couple of uh, uh, factors outside of our control, we got to a point where Sage made an offer for the business in late last year, which we accepted. Let me break that down really quick. The uh, the 15 million you did in 2018, once the scoreboard was green again, your turnaround was just starting to take off, right? You could tell a good story. Correct. That 15 million round was at what valuation? Do you remember? I don't remember that. Okay. Then the more recent one you just broke down, if you raised about 30, 34 million total. What portion of that mm-hmm. was secondary? Um, no, so so they were secondary funds. So oh, no secondary. All the money went no on the balance secondary. sheet. Yeah, all the money went on the balance sheet. They were just secondary funds because one of my original investors, uh, before I joined, they wrapped up their fund. They had to close their fund. So they sold out to a secondary. That was They sold out to Verdane. They were called Eden. Great bunch of guys. Timing wasn't right for them. They sold out to Eden. So it was all money onto the balance sheet, but the, the they are secondary fund specialists typically. Uh, they see. like to buy in at that point. And that valuation uh, was what, like one one forty pre one fifty something like that. Yeah, a little bit lower. It's around about one thirty. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. Okay, cool. Was by the way, I mean, was that a fair valuation back then when you did it? Did you feel good about it? We did actually, because of the the terms. You know, it was a it was a flat cap table. You know, uh, nothing onerous uh, in the terms, which is obviously very valuable. 
Uh, and I could see that all the employees would do very well once we had an exit. So, you know, since I joined Brightport, it's all been about cleaning up the cap table and making sure that everyone has a good exit, uh, shareholders and employees. And that's what was pretty dear to me. So we got that so done. Let's, let's loop in the Sage sort of thread here now. So of the $30 million round, how much was Sage's money? They were in for about, from memory, about $17 million. Okay, so call it a little more than half. That total round at a 130 pre-money valuation means you sold about 18%. So Sage bought about 10% of the business then in that deal. Yeah, just over is 10.8 or 10.9 for memory, but yeah. Interesting. Okay, and and I guess just for everyone listening right now who just like when Derek keeps talking about making sure employees get all this important understand, how much at that point after that round you just closed about 12, 24 months ago, how much did you plus employees, people still building the business, own of the business altogether? It was uh, just over 16%, just over, like clean. Man. Look, I want to, I mean, look, the end story here was great, but guys, I mean, this is crazy to me that Derek's putting his heart and soul into this. These employees have been there since 2010, right? But because they, you know, but this is before Derek came in, because they had raised, what was this, 40 million in capital before he joined, just the dilution is so freaking high. And then you have to do a down round yeah. to right the ship. Then the Series C, which was great strategically, but again, down to 16%. But then things change a little bit, right? So you had no idea the Sage deal was, was happening. Tell me how it happened. Did they reach out to you? You reach out to them? What happened? So when we raised the $30 million, the, the headline was, guys, we're raising this money to grow the business, obviously. But we do run the risk of um, winning the battle, losing the war. And there was a lot of money coming into our market. So we had always had a plan in early 2022, we'd go to market and raise $100, $120 million. That was very clear to the board. So it was this two-stage process. 30 in, get a product out to market with Sage, and then do the 120 early 2022. Mm -hmm. What happened was uh, one of our competitors in the UK market went to market looking for um, for funds, and they ended up doing a transaction, a majority transaction with, with a bunch of private equity firms, but it became competitive. So there was four large competitive, four large private equity firms bidding on the competitor around about July, 2021. We're oblivious to this, we're off executing, but obviously they go out and interview all the customers um, who buy a solution like ours. And those customers and partners validated Bright Pearl's solution fit as a leader in the market. Of the four private equity, only one won the deal, obviously. And that meant three private equity firms were there with all their theses. They'd spent probably $250,000, $400,000 to research the market. The thesis was good. They were ready to go. They approached us um, and said, hey, we are very interested in this space. We believe it's got a lot of potential. And they started making uh, proactive offers to us. And we as we obviously had to take that on board. So we formed a subcommittee uh, with the help of our chairman, who was excellent, a guy called Morris Helfgott. Couldn't have done it without him. And, um, and then basically, we still had the bank, that the corporate bank that we'd used, uh, a guy called Rory O'Sullivan over at uh, Page Mill and his colleague Nihal. And they were still on board from the 30 million. So they were there because we always said we were going to raise 120. So when the inbounds came in, we were able to keep our integrity, direct the inbounds to the bank. And then that's how things accelerated very quickly. And the reason why Sage bought us at the end of the day is they compete with NetSuite. So do we. Um, but it's no, it's no secret that if you go to their website, you, you don't see a sector-specific solution for retail. But wow. obviously, we are a sector-specific uh, solution for retail. So it was very much a, a logical marriage. They plugged us into Sage Intact as the new retail and e-commerce group. So they didn't want it to go elsewhere. And uh, 
yeah, so a little bit of luck in there in terms of timing as we were obviously executing, putting scores on the board. But, you know, you, you always need a bit of luck, Nathan. Eh? Oh, you need, I, I'd rather be lucky than smart. We'll put it that way, right? All right, guys, this is almost comical. These guys reached out to sponsor the show, and obviously I use and test every sponsor that comes through. This is crazy. I started asking other founders, hey, have you heard of these guys? And some of the fastest growing SaaS founders use these guys for one specific thing. If you guys are building a SaaS application that relies on your customers integrating with HubSpot or Google Drive or Stripe or Salesforce or MailChimp, having your engineering team spend the time to study all those API docs manually build the integrations and then maintain those integrations over time is a massive engineering time suck. This tool allows you to ship those integrations with a push of a button to your customers. You save engineering time, you avoid all those messy docs. It's just a much simpler process. Now, many of you guys solve this by just sending people to Zapier, but that takes people out of your experience, which you don't want to do. Try Paragon today at nathanmica.com forward slash Paragon. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash P-A-R-A-G-O-N. To sum this up, I mean, this is a great sort of story about value creation, right? Because you did value creation here a bunch of different ways. The first one was you buy 4 million bucks of ARR for a 3X multiple. And then effectively you, less than a year later, get an 11X multiple on your sale, right? So there's arbitrage there on the acquisition you did. But the second part is, is you grew organically from 18 million to 25 million in Bright Pearl sort of central, yeah. the main company, right? And so the valuation they paid on this deal, I think was, what was it, 340 million total? 360 enterprise value and then some separate retention stuff on top. But enterprise value in terms of equity was 360, which everyone was very happy with. That's great. Yeah. And so and so basically, Sage needed to pony up money to buy eight, about 80% that they didn't own of Bright Pearl. A- and- 83% uh, okay. from, from memory on the cap table. So 299, I think they paid up to complete the deal. Yep, two two hundred ninety nine euro, million euros, about two hundred sixty six million dollars. Dollars. No, dollars. No, I'm talking oh, okay. So that reporting, that reporting, dollars. that report. Okay, got it. Dollars. Yeah. Two nine nine dollars. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I, I read that research wrong. Uh, two hundred ninety nine. So about call it three hundred million bucks, right, to buy that. Now, where did they get the other? We just talked about how they got a ten percent stake in the last run. Where did they get the other seven percent? Was that way back before you joined? Um, no, so they only they only bought in ten percent. Maybe I got the math there wrong. They only bought when then we did the thirty million round. They bought in just over 11%. Um, uh, they got about 11% of the business at that stage. I Maybe see. my numbers are... So, yeah. So they, they no, weren't it's not your numbers. Anywhere. The public reporting said that Sage... I mean, Sage's own reporting said that they bought the other 83% they didn't own, which mean they yes. own 17% already. I'm just trying to add that up. Yeah. No, you're correct. And I'm wrong. Apologies. You're correct. Yeah. So they that's, bought that's more than in the series thing. seed. They bought 17%. Yeah, they, they bought 17%. If that's what their report says, well, yeah, that's yeah. what their report I guess says. what I'm trying to get to is you didn't have a relationship with... They weren't on the cap table before that last round, that 30 million round, right? No, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah. They, did you they, bring them in? Um, yeah, we, 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 we did. We formed relationships with them through a number of channels and um, they approached us uh, from a corp dev perspective. So it was just a... It was a very logical agreement because... I wanted to raise money to build a, a better accounting solution within Brightbrow, specifically designed for retail. But when I looked at it, the cost of doing that and having a clear idea of what the strategy was to win in a highly commoditized market didn't really make sense. So for me, it was like, well, why we, why should we build this? Let's go and partner for it and get distribution on the back end as well. And that was the logic. And that's, that's why we approached uh, the Sage team. 
So what are you doing now? Well, I'm, I'm focused to Sage and we get access to distribution. And that's the key thing. You know, you've got a small company that's 30 million growing. We make decisions fast and we make them uh, based on data and people's instinct. And then you're plugging that into a larger organization. And I've been through a number of, back in the days when I worked at a company called Symantec, I was the sort of land and expand for their acquisitions. So we did about seven acquisitions into the big mothership. And we know the challenges that arise is, is all about relevance. You know, how, how do you get a $30 million machine relevant to a business that turns over $2.3 You know what I mean? So that's really what we're all focused on is helping the team create that land and expand pad within the big company. And then obviously get access to distribution and accelerate back up to 60, 70, 80% growth because obviously market penetration is still under 4% for our type of solution when we look at the people we can sell to. So uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm very much focused on that. And I think there's a huge amount of potential to bring the solution to customers and give the employees the career development that they they really did earn. So I'm going nowhere. I'm very focused. And it's been a ride. Thanks for following us. I love that. All right, guys, on that note, let's wrap up here with Derek. Uh, Derek, number one, favorite business book? Uh, business book. Sorry, not reading one at the moment, but I would recommend Breathe by James Nestor, The New Science of a of a lost art, really cool book for making decisions in a, in a busy world. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, well, uh, Frank Slotman, definitely. Uh, he's amazing in terms of what yeah. he's doing. And he's, he's also sort of similar age to myself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's well, snow, it's, it's amazing when he's done with snowflake. You guys are very similar. Actually. It's amazing when he's done with snowflake. Um, number oh, three, my God, he's amazing. right. <laughs> yeah. Number amazing. three, favorite yeah. online tool, Derek, for building bright pearl. Uh, well, I've, I've only started using it, but I'm really impressed with Microsoft Teams. It's amazing what they've done. Uh, you know, large corporate, they've innovated that product and it's really, really good. So, yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep are I getting these days? Same as last year and the year before, eight to nine. That's I good. sleep well. That's good. He's sleeping. And now he's in the French Riviera enjoying a little bit of a retreat off, of, off the back. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in the Riviera. Come on, don't set me up like that. Ah, I'm, in, okay, I'm, in, okay. I'm in the Louvron. <laughs> it's much more civilized down here. You know, <laughs> much more civilized. All right. And did you celebrate a birthday since we last spoke? Are you 53 now? Uh, yeah, I did Jeepers. Yeah, going on 54 in June this year. But, uh, nice. you know, still, still acting like a 30-year-old. That's great. That's still two kids. Said. Still two kids, still married, kept that together. That's, that's always that's important awesome. to do this journey and keep, keep together at home. <laughs> that's very important. Last question, Derek, something you wish you knew when you were 20. Oh, God. I don't party <laughs> so much in my 20s. I partied too much in my 20s. I should have been, I should have been head down working. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't think about that question. But no, I think that's a great that's answer. The, that's my answer. I just Guys, get, have get stuck Derek. in. Life's short. <laughs> <laughs> Derek joined Bright Pearl in 2016. They'd already raised about 40 million bucks, but they were going down, right? They were at 8 million in revenue going down to six. He came in, turned it around, raised it down round, had to write the ship, raised 4 million on eight back in uh, 2016 to get it going again. Broke 12 million in revenue the year after that, raised a $15 million round to keep growing. Fast forward up into 2021, they were broken, break about 30 million bucks in revenue on the back of a $4 million uh, AR acquisition they did. And then right on the back of that, I called a month later, Sage came in bottom for a total val enterprise value of 360 million bucks cash component of that was 300 million because Sage already owned about 17%. Now he's happily building Bright Pro inside of Sage. We'll see what happens next. Derek, thanks for taking us to the top. Cheers.